Okay, our next reading carries on in Luke 24. We're still on page 909, reading from verse 36 to 49. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Well, folks, may I lead us in prayer? Let's pray. Dear God in heaven, thank you for Easter Sunday. Thank you that it reminds us that you are God over the grave. You're stronger than death. You're our Father forever. But God, some of us have heard this story a hundred times, while some of us are hearing it almost for the first time. And whoever we are, may we find it refreshing and delightful and just so encouraging today, please. Jesus beat death once and for all. May we learn right now a little bit more about how our lives can look and should look and must look in light of that Easter message. And in Jesus' name we ask for your help in that. Amen. So let me leave the big idea up on screen, uh, particularly if you're taking notes. Um, that might be a help for you. Get on board with God's plan because Jesus really has risen. Get on board with God's plan because Jesus really has risen. Um, folks, we're going to be pitching today's sermon a little bit younger and a little bit shorter than I ordinarily would, um, and that's partly, I hope that's helpful for us as we're nearly all in together. Grace is running out of that, but so many of us are in together this morning. So let me start with this question for you to, to think about um, and uh, maybe remember about, reflect on. Um, I don't want you to um, pop your hands up though for this one just yet, all right? So it's not quite that participatory at this point. Uh, here's the question, can you remember, um, has, has anyone ever asked you to do something and they just expected you to know how to do it, whether or not you had any idea how to do it? Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever been asked to do a thing and you were just expected to know how to do it? They figured you'd straight away get what it was that you were being asked to do, but you just, you just don't. Let me give you two examples, two examples that are hopefully relatable. The first one is this, this first one is Dad's, right? Dad calls out from the other end of the house. He calls out, hey, can you come and give me a hand down here? Hey, can you? And you, you got dutifully, of course, you respond immediately, and you go and help Dad out at the other end of the house, as you do every time that you're called. And Dad calls out, he says, hey, can you pass me that tool real quick? 
Right, so Dad's up on the ladder and he's holding something up and his tools are down there. And dear Dad, he can't quite reach the tools, so he needs your help. But he's, he's, here's what he says. He says, can you pass me that tool real quick? What I, I need you to pass me that number two Phillips head screwdriver right there. You know the one? The Phillips head screwdriver, it's, the number two, it's right there. Like, just, I just can't quite, and if I, I just, it's going to fall if I have to get down there and reach it. And you're looking at the tools. Have you had this experience? Actually, just hand up. Who has had this experience? Yeah, okay. Um, I wasn't expecting the first hand to be yours, Maria, but okay, yeah, fair enough. That's good. Um, dads just don't get how hard that is, do they? When, when you've been there being asked to handle it. The Phillips head screw, no, not that one. Uh, no, that's a shifter. No, that's a torx bit. Um, no, that's a spirit lift. Look, it's the red one. It's right there on the other red one. No, the, wait a second, yes, that's red, but that's a nail gun and the safety's off. Hey, never mind, I'm getting here. I can get up myself. Or have you ever, has mum ever asked you a question? Oh, sorry, have you ever asked mum a question, but then instead of answering, dear patient mother says something like, come on, you know the answer to that. We've talked about it. You know what's happening this weekend. No, I don't. Well, yeah, you do, because you asked me about it this morning six times. And then again at lunchtime, that was five minutes ago. You might remember you were talking with food in your mouth and I asked you not to do that and then ask me again. Do you remember now? No? Okay. Uh, and then we talked about what we're going to wear this weekend and who else will be there and what present we're going to get for the person and whether Grandpa would like a bought card or a homemade card. Ringing any bells yet? <sighs> Have you ever had one of those, come on, can't you remember moments? Um, folks, do you realise it's, it's not just the kids who have these forgetful moments? Sometimes it's grown ups, and sometimes we forget really important things. So here's the big thing that I want us to see today. Um, for Jesus' disciples, the sad things and the bad things and the hard things in life led them to forget that God will keep his good plans going. Right? They forgot some pretty important things there on that first Easter. And maybe hard or sad or bad things happen in our lives and we kind of forget that God will always be good to us and he will always keep his good plans going. Well, Easter reminds us, here's our big idea, to get on board with God's plan because Jesus really has risen. God will keep his good plans going just like he did in the resurrection of Jesus. And I just have three short points to say about Jesus' resurrection that will hopefully help us to get on board and stay on board with God's great plan and remember that his plan to save is still going. So the first point, the first uh, point for today is real, as in Jesus really rose. His resurrection was real. It really happened. That Easter Sunday really happened. Not like a fairy tale in other books that we, that we read, but real like you and me. Um, can we just uh, reread a little bit? So if you've got a Bible or if you've got the Bible on an app in front of you, um, please have a look down at that. Let's read it together. It's from Luke 24 and verse 1, the very start of Luke chapter 24. We'll read a bunch of verses from there. On the first day of the week, so that's Sunday, Easter Sunday, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find 
the body of the Lord Jesus. Now, I think because we're so familiar with the story, we kind of forget this. What were the women expecting to find? Actually, I can just put this to you. What were the women expecting to find at the tomb on that first Easter Sunday? Yeah. Maria again, first hand again. Lightning hand Maria, yes? A dead body. A real dead body. They expected to find his real body. Why? Because they knew Jesus was really dead. They saw him on Friday. They saw him buried in the tomb. They knew, like we know, that death was real. We all know that death is real. But let's keep reading verse 4. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again? Then they remembered his words. Friends, is the resurrection of Jesus as real to us as the death of Jesus? We believe, don't we, that Jesus died for our sins, died on Good Friday in my place. My sins are forgiven. How precious that news is to me. Yep, we believe his death is real. Do we believe that his resurrection is as real as that? Why do you look for the living among the dead? said the angels. Now, perhaps in our lives, what's that going to look like? Well, it's not going to look like us going on an adventure to look for a tomb outside Jerusalem to try and find a body, right? To, to sort of satisfy ourselves with the reality of his resurrection. Let me ask it like this. Is the story of Jesus' resurrection just a dead story to us for all the difference it makes in our lives and our hearts? for all the impact it has on our hopes. Here's why it matters. Because if the resurrection is real, and it is, then God has got a plan, and that plan is still on track. He is taking human lives, our lives, somewhere great, and nothing, not even death, can stop God's plans in your life. Not even sadness or disappointment or badness for the people that we're scared of. Nothing can stop God's plans if the resurrection is real, and it is. The saddest and the worst and the most painful things in your life can't stop the train of God's plans, which is great news, especially when it comes to terribly poor. So that's our first point, real, and it leads straight into our second point, risen. His resurrection is real, and that means that Jesus right now is risen. He's alive even now. In other words, do you and I live like Jesus is alive? Or like, or only like, oh, he will be one day when he comes back? Do we live like he's alive today? Or like, oh, he will be one day when he returns to restore all things? Because the Bible says he is alive. And get this, I know it's not in this text, but he is with us by his spirit, even now. He's risen, he's alive, risen now. Now, uh, those first disciples, let's take a look together. It took them a little while, admittedly, to figure this stuff out. And I had to say, particularly to the um, older teenagers, 
um, and perhaps grown-ups, especially those of us who are a little bit more sceptically minded. And I just say, I'm really glad, as I read through the Gospel stories, Luke and uh, John particularly, I'm really glad that their scepticism is exposed for us, their slowness to believe. Why do I say that? Um, that, that they refused to leap to resurrection as the conclusion, as the only explanation. They needed convincing. Why am I glad about that? Because I think it shows that they're a lot like us, doesn't it? Uh, resurrection is extraordinary. But friends, it's real. He is risen. Let's read from verse 6 together. Verse 6. Uh, so we will read uh, the words of Andrews. He is not here, he is risen. Let's reinforce verse 7. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Verse 9. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they didn't believe in them because their words seemed to them like nonsense. It's taken them a while to figure it out. If Jesus, if Jesus is a dead was, if Jesus is just a back then, that is, if he's not risen, if he's an over there on the other side of the world back then, then let me ask you, what stance is the highest thing in your life? Where is the train of your life going? What guides your decisions each day? Who says that you should or shouldn't speak like that? Who says that you should or shouldn't behave like that? Who says that you should expect things to work out okay in your life? Why should you think that everything will work out okay with your life? Look at what Peter does in verse 12. So their words seem to them like nonsense. Verse 12. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Peter needed to know, didn't he? Because if Jesus is risen, if he's really alive right now, think of the difference it was going to make in Peter's life. I want to ask you, is the living, risen Lord Jesus, is he real to you in your life day by day? Is he real to you in your life today? Not just real and risen for the women or real and risen for the disciples or for, for Peter or for some of those sort of more sort of extreme enthusiastic kinds of um, religious people. No, but Angel says, why do you look for the living among the dead, as if he is risen for everyone. Friend, the place for Jesus is not among the dead, but among we who are alive. So do you see where the train of your life is headed? Toward life, beyond the grave, with the risen Jesus. Is Jesus the one by whom you make your every decision, by whom you measure your behaviour and the contribution that you make to the lives around you and the peace in your home? Uh, is he your hope, the one that you turn to for help when things go horribly wrong and sad things happen and difficulty crops up and stuff that you don't know what to do with? Jesus means to be found among the living and that means amongst us. So practically, thirdly, and very, very quickly, ready. As in, are we ready to live for Jesus today? So he's real and he's risen, as in he's alive, he's in our midst now, so are we ready to live? Can we have a look at verse 12 together? 
Uh, because I don't, I don't think Peter, in the story, I don't think he's quite ready yet, right? It's lovely how the story goes. It's been brilliant having it um, read to us as we see that it's the story refreshed by it. But Peter's not quite ready yet. Uh, not in verse 12, anyway. He's not quite ready for God's plan for his own life, for God's plan for the whole world to really take hold. Because he's still figuring out what had happened. Uh, let's read from verse 11, actually. Um, but the disciples didn't believe the women uh, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. You see, Peter wondered what had happened. But you and I, friends, we know what has happened. Jesus really did die. Jesus really is risen. The question is, are we ready to get on board with God's plan? God's plan to rid the world of sin and evil, even the sin and selfishness in my life. Do you see what being ready looks like? God's plan to give life to the dead as people hear and believe the gospel for the first time. Just out there are the people in my life that I can share the gospel with. God's plan to show his love in the lives of his children, that's us, within our community, to show his love in the way that I love, in the way that you love. Easter Sunday isn't just about what has happened way back then, it's about what is happening, what will definitely happen. Because he is real and he's risen, and his spirit makes us ready to show the life of Jesus in the lives that we live today. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He is risen. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, our always living God, our God who has given life to us as a gift and who gives us a lot of other happy gifts in this life. God, you give us young things and you give us happy things. You give us people in our lives that make us smile and bring joy to our hearts. God, you have given our world a gift in Jesus that needs to go out to more and more people. Father, please forgive us for forgetting about Jesus, like we forget about lots of other important things in life. Too often Jesus has been real to us, but only like only like the pyramids are real, an old story from an ancient time on the other side of the world. God, for those of us for whom Jesus still feels distant, would you refresh them, refresh us, please, this season with the reality of his resurrection? And so would you be ready us to live with him. In fact, we ask that for all of us. Oh God, please refresh our hearts with the life of Jesus, with his good plans to beat death. Father, when people or pets die and sadness sets into our hearts, may the new life of Christ be our hope and the hope that we share with each other and talk about and pray about with each other. When pain or disappointment leads to forget, may the risen Christ be what we remember, what we remind each other of. And God, when happy times and joys and thrills and yummy things captivate us, absorb us, may the good plans of Jesus for us be still our biggest praise and joy. And may we point one another to him this Easter. Thank you, O God, our Lord and giver of life. Amen.